Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this radio broadcast is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will begin the next sermon in the New Testament section of the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. But before we go into the Sunday message, let me remind you about our church website for serious Bible study. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. Now, let's join Pastor Greg for this instructive lesson from God's Holy Word. Today we'll pick up the New Testament section on the Heavenly Authority series. We want to take some time to look at the glory of the New Covenant. The glory of the New Covenant and to look at the glory of the New Covenant ministry. A ministry not by the letter, but by the Spirit. And if you would turn to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul starts off speaking about his ministry work. This is an epistle, it's a letter to the church at Corinth. And I'll pick it up at verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas, Troas is in the vicinity of Troy. It's a city near where Troy, the original Troy was. When I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I departed for Macedonia. And you notice here the mission that Paul had in verse 12, to preach Christ's gospel. The New Testament ministry, the New Testament minister is called first and foremost to preach Christ's gospel. Some churches forget that. The pastor becomes some type of uh, social activity director. Many times people are involved in social activities, helping those in need, which is all very good. That's part of the Christian ministry. But there is a time and a place for everything, and if you don't preach the Word of God, if you don't preach about Jesus Christ, nothing else follows. Because it's only by the change in Jesus that we do that which is righteous and just and holy, that we're able to help other people and do what God calls us to do. And if no one's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's a bad problem. That's where many churches have gone astray over the centuries, especially the last few decades. They mention Jesus Christ, but they don't preach the gospel of Jesus. Paul knew his mission to preach Christ's gospel. And how does he do it? He says, a door was opened to me by the Lord. The Lord opens the door. The Holy Spirit makes the way. Verse 14, Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are 
perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death, leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life, leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. In verse 14, look how he says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. What a great statement of God's grace. What a great statement of God's victory. Paul has faith in the success of the mission. Thanks, thanksgiving to God who always, not sometimes, always leads us in triumph in Christ. There is victory in Christ Jesus. We can have victory in Jesus. And Paul goes through a lot of pains, a lot of suffering, a lot of setbacks. He's not always received with open arms. He's stoned. He's put in prison. Yet he has a faith that God will ultimately bring the victory. We always have victory. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And that faith in God allows him to go through the persecutions, allows him to see in a crowd when he preaches, while some are rejecting what he says, he sees those souls that receive. He sees a church being planted. He sees the results generations down that ultimately God triumphs. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Look at the second part of verse 14. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Through us diffuses. The NIV says, spreads everywhere the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. We are representatives. Every Christian is a representative of Jesus Christ as we're in his Holy Spirit. And the knowledge of Jesus is spread through us. That's our calling. And how much more those then in ministry work, in public ministry work, to bring forth, to diffuse the knowledge, to spread forth every place the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ. For we are the fragrance, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. You know, Many times a Christian will be the Bible that a person reads. A lot of times people have not read their Bibles. Many have never had a Bible. But when they see you and they see your testimony to Jesus Christ, you become a Bible to them. You spread the knowledge of Christ by how you act, how you speak, telling people about the Lord, showing them by your actions. We become God's Bible. We are the representatives of Christ spreading the fragrance. Notice that word, the fragrance. Diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge. In verse 15, that word for fragrance is a sweet-smelling fragrance. Uh, the King James will call it the sweet savor of Christ, the good scent of Christ. And you think of it, just the plan of God that people have a taste 
people have the smell, the fragrance, the aroma, the reality of Christ through his people. And each one of us is called in some way, if we belong to Jesus Christ, to do some type of work for him. We are the aroma of Jesus Christ. What a calling. What a high calling. We bring the reality of the gospel by our lives, because many people have heard of Jesus. Many know intuitively there's a God, but they really have no knowledge. They don't know what life is about. They have no understanding of God's way, of God's plan. And when you're there at your job, in your family, with your neighbor, you bring the reality of the gospel right into their homes, right into their jobs. You are the fragrance, you are the aroma of Christ, you are the reality of Jesus Christ in their midst. And he says, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ. That's God's plan for us among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. This smell, this aroma, this odor, you think how, if you think of a beautiful spring day, you go outside and you can smell the new life, right? You bring that aroma of life with you. You change the environment. It goes from darkness to light as you walk in. At least that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to change, to bring Jesus Christ right into the situation. And people hear the testimony. They know something is going on. There is a God at work. They can see the results in our lives. And it's a sweet smell of life to those who are being made alive. You bring them the truth. Their lives can change. They can go from darkness to light. They can go from not knowing why they're alive, what is life about, to understanding God has a purpose for me. God has a plan for me. This book all works together. Jesus Christ is real. He did rise from the dead. And I have hope past this world. But for those who are perishing, for those that want no part of the gospel, what does it say? For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. To those who are perishing, we are the aroma of death leading to death. If they don't want to change and you bring the reality of God with you, don't be surprised Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you also. If someone is set on being cultic, on being pagan, and they have no intention of ever changing, of ever coming to repentance, when you walk in that room in the Holy Spirit, you bring the aroma of death because the reality of you, the reality of the work of Christ in you is saying to them, Jesus Christ is alive. He's at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. And there is nothing you're going to do to change it. So either you change, or all there is is death and separation from God. And if they don't want to hear it, they're not going to like that aroma. They're not going to like that smell. It's not going to be a sweet-smelling fragrance to them. 
because it's a reminder to them they're perishing, that the joy that they're enjoying right now only lasts for a short time, and then there's judgment, and they don't like that message, and they don't like Jesus, and they're not going to like you. You bring the reality of new life to those who wake up and say, praise the Lord, God is real, and they can smell life on you, and to those who don't want to change, all they smell is a death that they are going to suffer someday because they will not bend the knee to Jesus Christ. So the reaction to you, if you're in the Holy Spirit, and the reaction to Christian ministry, if it's in the Holy Spirit, will be the same as the reaction to Jesus, right? Many people received, they ran, rabbi, teacher, they wanted to know, they loved the miracles, and many truly, truly were saved. And others, no matter what he said, no matter what he did, they were planning and plotting to arrest him and crucify him and get him out of the way. And they couldn't get him out of the way for very long. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio programs with in-depth Bible teaching. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? It is so important for the time that we are in that there would be solid Bible teaching on the airwaves and available on the Internet. Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.